When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm, I'm a vocalist too, but I'm not like you. I'm more of like a, just a yell, Zetro kind of, like a, just, That's all you do? <laughs> That's the only thing you I can't does. sing, I can't no lyrics, sing like you act. can. It's, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, well, I had to learn least, to do it. At least, you know, like, that's not as much where my voice normally goes towards. It goes to, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does that I when can... I'm fucking hung over. Oh. <laughs> it's time for Rat Salad Review with your hosts, Wayne Noon, Greg Norgle, and Nate Lander. Welcome to Rat Salad Review. Hi guys. Como esta? Como esta? Como esta, Nate? Why can't I hear you? I don't hear you. Yeah, his sound is gone. This is the best you've ever sounded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's things like this that make me want to continue doing the show. (laughs) Oh, be... There we go. Oh, there we go. It just makes you so happy, huh, man? Yeah, it does. Uh, so happy you want to cut a commercial for all natural Cherokee hair tampons? There's nothing yeah. more absorbent, you know. <laughs> uh, can you talk now? No. Okay, now Shut he's up, gone. God, just fucking... Oh, you oh. You <laughs> dick. <laughs> Good one. You got me on that one. Well, while we're waiting for our special guest, uh, I just decided to start the show. Unexpected to both of you guys. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> so that's why we're a little awkward right now. But uh, I just when I was just on Facebook earlier, I saw a post. I thought this was <laughs> kind of interesting. Uh, Ian Hill did not play the bass on Painkiller. Yeah, um, I, I found that interesting, too. Don Airy played it all through bass synths. Yeah, just kind of weird. You know? I mean, he was supposed to play, like, I guess, the keyboards. What quick keyboard? Um, what song did he play keyboards on? Uh, Touch of Evil has them. Okay, I love Touch of Evil. That's what I thought it was. And he there's was another song on there too, but I can't remember what it is. Hmm. Wait, I thought that was very strange. And then somebody I saw in the comments, somebody mentioned they wondered why it had like a weird bass sound to it, and yeah, I can. Kind of hear that now that I think about it. I like it. it reminds you of something. Oh, I listened to a couple of songs that <clears throat> I noticed, um, like the bass is a little bit more prominent on, like Hell Patrol, and it does. It does kind of have that process sound, like somebody played it through a synth. I just never really noticed it. Before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would never think that either. I mean, look at the synthesizer sounds they had on the previous albums and stuff. So it kind of, you know, fit in with that. Thing anyway, so sounded better than the drums on Ram It Down, anyway. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> or at least half of them. Uh. Yeah. Um, but what I found more interesting about that story, just because, I mean, he's such a quiet guy, even though he's been in Judas Priest since 1969, but mm. what was up with Ian Hill at the time? It just mentioned he was ill. I didn't even say he was... Did it say he was ill? Yeah. It did say he was ill? I, you know, I'm trying to get the story. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Nobody seems to know. I've, I've never heard anything about him being out of the band for anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it was really that top secret. But like you said, he's always been, like, the quiet one in the band, so it's kind of strange, you know? Yeah. And, and that led me to think, too, you know, you always see these these uh, lists at, like, you know, uh, top bassists or whatever, and Ian Hill's never, ever mentioned. I don't know an iconic Judas Priest bass line. That, that's what I'm, I'm saying. You know, it's I like, mean, he, he like really just keeps the rhythm. He doesn't really do anything crazy. He's just more of a timekeeper. It definitely works well with the music, but. Right. I can't I can't say he's ever wowed me. I definitely appreciate the guy, but I mean it's not like he's getting different subgenre, but it's not like he gets creative with it like Danny Loker does. Right, right. Or yeah. Steve Harris. Yeah. Or Steve, Steve Harris is probably the better example, but right. <laughs> I really well, like Danny Loker. So. I love Danny Loker. Yeah. He came to mind first. That's all. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, hey, no, he's like in the... I said, it's like trying to find an iconic Danny Spitz guitar solo. Yeah, I couldn't name you one. <laughs> well, technically, right. they're all okay guitar solos, but like the only one I can ever really think of is like "Caught in a Mosh," and that's just because that's one of my favorite Anthrax songs. Technically, aren't they Charlie Benante's? Guitar solos, because didn't he write pretty much all of Danny Spitz's parts? I don't know anything about that. I believe so, but... Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, Anthrax isn't my favorite band, I don't know. Oh, I love Anthrax. I, like I love Anthrax, I just never looked into it that deep, right. but I believe I've heard that before. I have never so. heard that. Yeah, he, he does a lot of the... Music for Anthrax. Uh, well, today we have a special guest, or we're supposed to have a special guest, uh, David White from the band Heathen. Uh, I'm going to try to call him now and see if he will answer the call. All right, well, we're here with Dave White from the band Heathen. That's it. And there's the new album. Signed? Is that signed by everybody? Yes, I was lucky to get a copy of it signed, because you only awesome. had, what, about a 100 copies signed? So uh... I was able to get in there. I think, I, think we, I think we did more than 100, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember either. We signed a bunch yeah. of crap, you know, be, uh, before the inserts nice. and all that stuff. Yep. We tried to do as much as we could, you know, for you guys, for all the fans. Yeah, so I, I saw it was up there, so I was like, let me grab it. But uh, the new album, Empire of the Blind, great, great fucking album. Probably one of, if not maybe my favorite album of 2020 so far. Not I your, mean, Not your favorite of all time. No, not of all time. No. Come on, Jesus Christ. Fuck, look, man. Look up behind me. <laughs> I know. And, and just don't ever listen. Nah, that's cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely up there for me. It's in my top five right now. I really liked Havoc and Warbringer's the new albums, too. But um, Warbringer, yeah. Yeah. Man. And you know what? It's, is... so, it's so awesome. Like, 
all the bands, you know, in this genre, right, are bringing it. They're bringing it, and they're bring, and it's, it's so the metal scene is so healthy right now. You know, we just got to get, you know, get back on the road. Well, you guys are dropping an album. Exodus are working on a new album. Violence is dropping a new album. Evil Dead's dropping a new album. Everyone's it's like Oprah for new albums. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets a new album. It's fucking that's, awesome. I heard Dark Angel are working on new shit. Wow, I haven't heard that. But that's like, cool. I mean, I I always have my doubts because Gene Hoagland's in every goddamn band. But yeah, you know what? That dude has like a phonographic memory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, did you hear me right? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I swear to God, he knows all the songs. <laughs> like. I don't doubt it. You know, like the Death Angel guy says, oh, you want to play? He's like, let's play a song. He's like, well, what song you want to play? He goes, whatever. <laughs> like, exactly. Okay. And they just picked the song. Okay. And he fucking played it. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? And I bet he improvises shit over songs he doesn't know either. Uh, well, he just has, he just has an amazing feel. He just understands. Right. You know what I mean? And so, and he, he's a student of the game. Oh yeah, you know, he's listening. He's fucking listening. That's his life. That's you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I know he taught Dave Lombardo how to do kick drums, so it's like, did he? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. Well, I, I don't know. That's a, I have to ask him. That's, that's that's something I heard. I also know he held um Lombardo's kick drum in place for it was either Show No Mercy or Hell Awaits during the recording. He did what? Like held the kick drum in place during recording because he was on a tile floor. Uh, oh really? Yeah, with like his face right up next to it. And where are you hearing all these internet stories? <laughs> that, that one, I heard that. <laughs> that one's actually true. It was for. Oh, it's cool. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've never heard that. It's just I hear weird fucking stories about people. Just weird shit that happens for thirty years ago. I don't know what's real and what's not. Right. Well, it's a good story. Yeah, it's a very good story. But it's back to heathen. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> that's what we're here for. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, the Evolution of Chaos came out in uh, 2009, right, I believe? Uh, 2010 and in the States. 2010, okay. Um, how, what was the long wait between the albums? What was the long wait? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, you, obviously, obviously that's like a common thing with you guys. <laughs> well, you know, really, we were, kind of, we were actually on top of it. We, uh, When we finally got the record, you know, Evolution done... Um, that took a little while to just, you know, sort of pan everything out. I think um, Exodus has everything to do with the the recent delays for Heathen because uh, Heathen put the band back together. We did Thrash the Titans, or was that was, yeah Thrash the Titans for Chuck Billy in two thousand one, I believe, and then we did Valken the following year, and that's when we decided to put the band back together. So we started writing. And we recorded a demo, like three songs. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2005, we and we had also finished the recovered CD mm-hmm. that we is uh, covers that we had recorded back in '93, I believe, um, but never finished. And yeah. Lee had left to join the Croups, so he was gone for about six years. He was like touring like mad with the Croups for six years, and I was playing with the guys from Defiance. Everybody's doing different things. Life just mm-hmm. Kind of, you know what I mean? You're just kind of moving however it goes, you know? You got to roll with it. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, when we were recording the demo, 
we uh, had different people play solos on it. And at that point, Gary Holt had asked Lee if he'd play a solo on the new uh, Exodus record. Mm. And so he did. And then they asked him to join the band. So he was touring a little bit between two th- after 2005. Yeah. Uh, and he'd be home here and there. And we were finished. We, we were finishing, trying to finish writing. And I had to basically um, finish the record with the, the music. We already had the music, mm-hmm. but usually Lee and I worked together, you know, a little closer as far as working out the vocals and, you know, the melodies for the vocals and where they're going to go, ranging the songs. But I had to do it pretty much on my own and, and get it pretty much down. And then Craig and joined the band. And he had a few songs and we worked together on that. So, and then John wrote a song for the record and we pushed Lee into the studio, oh, like geez. in like somewhere in the beginning of 2000 or the end of 2008, 2009 or something like that. It's like, let's, we got to get in. Hmm. And he was like, we're not ready. And we're like, <laughs> we're as ready as we're fucking ever going to be. We're going to make <laughs> it happen. And Juan actually, he gave us the time to do it. Like yeah. he spent the time, you know, Darren came in to play the drum tracks. I think he did all his tracks in four days, but oh. it was four solid days, mm. you know, and he just crushed it. And, um, and then we went to work and then Lee was back and he went out on tour. So, you know, he had finished part of his rhythms. It was like that kind of process. Mm. And then once we got the music, I did the vocals while Lee was on tour. And uh, then finally it was done. We had it mixed. Lee went to Denmark and, and mixed it. Um, with uh, uh, his name escapes me right now because I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, his name's on the record, the producer. But it, but Lee went to Denmark <laughs> to uh, mix it, and uh, that get, got out. And then we toured a bunch for about right. three years, three and a half years. And and during that time, um, we signed with Nuclear Blast. Okay, for the new record. And then Lee got busy, you know, he, Exodus was busy too. And then Gary joined Slayer, you know, oh, wow. actually was filling in for Jeff in the beginning. Right. And so they asked Cragen to fill in for Gary. Oh, wow. So now I got no, I got a band with no guitar players <laughs> and actually Darren wasn't in the, was, had quit the band. He left the band. We had oh, a wow. disagreement and he, he left. And so, I couldn't do, you know, much. I was writing a little bit, but uh, we were in disarray <sighs> while Cragen and Lee were gone. Mm. But Cragen was writing like mad the whole time. Yeah. And he, he wrote this whole, this entire record. Oh, wow. And wow. said, here you go, guys. Let's get this done. So once it was finished and we had the time to do it, um, the stars aligned and we got Zeus to produce it. Mm-hmm. And we had to squeeze it in. Um so it's just like I said, I know that was a long-winded fucking answer. But, <laughs> uh, That's all right. A lot of stuff I, I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah, I, actually, I'm still fairly new to your band. I mean, I've, I've known you guys for a long time, but it took me a long time to buy an album for what reason I don't know. You didn't but, really dig us before. That's all. I did, but I just you know just slipped through the cracks. I mean, you guys have always been you put out those first two albums, then you kind of like went on hiatus, and then you disappeared, and you came back, and then you kind of disappeared again. Now you're back again. So yeah. Well, I, know, I can tell back. you that most people, you know, if you don't already know, the record business, music business, is uh, can be a motherfucker. Yeah, I, I could imagine. And, you know, and like I had, <laughs> I had, a, I had a son, 
like he was born two weeks after we finished recording the first record. Wow. So my life changed in two huge ways. <laughs> you know, I wasn't yeah. thinking straight. I fell in love and fucking made a baby. Yeah. You know, right when my when you know my band was taken off and and really at that time in '87, mm-hmm. breaking the silence. We were on MTV. We sold a shitload of records. Right. I love you that. Know? We, yeah. we sold like close to a hundred thousand records. Wow. We don't know the exact total yeah. because combat, you know, they're not going to tell us everything. So they want the money, but, mm. um, but that's when records, people were still buying records. Mm. And had we got victims out when we wanted to, I think that one would have did well as well. But it was three and a half years before victims came out and metal was kind of in a weird place at that time. So. Right. Yeah, that was going more Pantera direction by then. Yeah, I mean, that, that and the grunge stuff. Yeah. But, that was with you having your son, because you did leave the band at one point. Was that because of your, you having your son and your life being kind of no, changed? No, just it was just a lot of uh, shit that happened after Breaking the Silence with management and attorneys and band members and things. And, uh, <coughs> you know. Uh, it was it wasn't happening everybody yeah. was frustrated you know mm-hmm. technically i got fired because they wanted to get a heavier vocalist they thought that that's what they needed somebody oh, really? that and it's like well okay good luck <laughs> the <whole reason laughs> but they got paul paul bailoff tried to do it right yeah i yeah. saw that yeah yeah but he wasn't in best he wasn't in his best form at that time yeah, does uh... paul bailoff have a best form is that the real question? oh yeah Oh yeah, I can tell you, I can tell you early on because I remember his first show. They played with my band, Blind Illusion. Oh, that's. that's and we they, we had them support us at the Oakland Auditorium Ballroom in Oakland, and uh, uh, he fucking kicked ass. Okay. You know? And he had something. Yeah. You know? yeah, I've seen videos of him on stage and stuff like from back in the day, and like even like when he first started out, and he was like a maniac on stage. You know, he really he grabbed the the fans' attention. I think he had he, and had, he had it. He had he had it, and you know it took a couple shows to really get there. But yeah. I'll tell you, when they um, there was a New New Year's Eve show, uh, I don't remember the year, but it was uh, Metal Church, Megadeth, Exodus, and Metallica. That, that was a New Year's Eve show. Wow. And it was a fucking great show. Everybody was great. But Exodus crushed Metallica that night. Yeah. You know, and Metallica was great. They but Exodus it was Exodus. I mean, Bailoff and the band, I mean, they were just they were off the hook. Oh, it was, I, you know, I don't blame you. Metallica's my favorite band, but Exodus are a much more violent show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's, it's that's as simple real. as that. But, you know, that's why Exodus probably never went on tour with them because they got a fucking, you know, it's like, oh, we can't have these guys go out there because, you know, we're trying to push what we do. So. I thought it was yeah. more just Kirk. What's I that? also Weird. love the Sane Asylum, by the way, since you mentioned Blind Delusion. The Sane Asylum? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good record. I have it, but I'm not on it. No, I, I know you're not. Let's talk more about that album. I be- talk about it. I believe, though, aren't you on the version of Smash the Crystal that's on Live at Ruthie's Inn? Uh, I don't know. I think that's you awesome. are. I did sing that live many times. I don't know, Greg. Let's yeah. put it on. 
Oh man, I'm not going and digging that out right now. Yeah, everybody holds so I can put this record on. <laughs> yeah, I left the band and uh, we did the the trilogy of tear demo. That was the last demo I recorded with Blind Illusion. And, okay. And then I joined Heathen, and you know things took off. So yeah, I was in I was I in good like, I was in a good place. From what I understand, like everybody and their mother was in Blind Illusion. So, uh, uh, well, yeah. After I left, it kind of there was a revolving door for a while with a lot of different people. Yeah. Mark Mark is not the easiest person to work with. <laughs> you know, he's like he's like a he's a total musical genius, um, but you know. <laughs> that also comes with a psychosis that's not always easy for everyone to to deal. I mean, hey, Chuck Schuldiner is a good example of that. Well, there's, I mean, all, all the greats are probably, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't think I'm, I think I'm easy to work with, but you know, maybe somebody else would tell you different. So <laughs> I don't know, but you know, but Mark is like one of my oldest friends. We're still friends yeah. today. We we we've had a lot of ups and downs as friends as well as band members, but um, he's like a brother to me. You know, he's just, you know, sometimes cool, you don't want to look at your brother for a while. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I I personally I love his playing style. One thing I uh, and again, unfortunately, you're not on the record. But one oh. thing I always loved uh, about uh, the hearing about the recording of that is. Sandy Perlman was doing Blue Oyster Cult's 88 album Imaginos in the studio at the same time. And he uh, heard Mark playing and he's like, hey, I got to have you play on this. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's super cool, right? Yeah. You know, it's like a dream come true. Because, I mean, we were we grew up with Blue Oyster Cult and Ted Nugent, Aerosmith. I mean, I, that was all that classic rock back then when we were teenagers. You know, we were going to the festivals. They used to have festivals at the Coliseum there. You know, saw Alan, Cheap Trick, ACDC a few times. ACDC, I came, I, the first time I saw ACDC, I think it was the first time they ever played in the Bay Area. And they opened a day in the green. And I was so fucking hammered when we got there. Me and my friend, we were, I I forget what we were drinking, but we were drinking some shit. And uh, I was so fucking hammered and we got in and he was hammered too. He actually fell backwards in line. Oh, and I had to pick, yeah, like straight back. It was his birthday, and we were celebrating. And then we go in, and fucking ACDC fucking comes out, and it's just like, and I'm just like, this is the worst fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. I got, it made my fucking headache like worse. I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. And then as things got, you know, through in the next band and all that, it was like, and it became a great day, great concert. Um, but then I saw him again and Cheap Trick opened and Cheap Trick, I think I was hammered that day and fucking Cheap Trick gave me that day. <laughs> and, and KCDC came out and they were fucking killer. And then I became a fan. Yeah, so, that's awesome. And I didn't like Cheap Trick until the Dream Police record came out. And then I was like, really? I dig that now. I can understand that. Yeah, but I like all their stuff now. I just, it just, you know, it was those two drunk, freaking headache moments that like fucking rule the day. Yeah, CDC is pretty fucking loud. I can understand being already drunk all day and then like not wanting to hear 
loud as fuck ACDC. Well, I, when I when we when I saw Ozzy when when Ozzy came out with Blizzard, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, he played the Dan the Green, and he wanted to open. He said, "I want to open the show, really, and, nice. you know, and show off my new guy, my new guitar player, Randy Rhodes." And I had a gig the night before with Blind Illusion, and me and my buddy, we were out, you know, prowling the town that night after the gig, and uh, didn't get much sleep. Crashed my motorcycle on the bridge, and um, and then <laughs> it was okay. And then we came back, got my truck, and went to the show completely burnt out. Ozzy was amazing. I bet. Just amazing. It was just magical. And then Loverboy Lover Boy came out. Lover and Boy. it was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I wanted to go home right then. It's <laughs> like, you just ruined my day, fucker. Jesus Christ. Anyway. I don't care. I like that first record. What's turn that, Loverboy? Yeah, Turn Me Loose is a badass song. <laughs> well, I like it now. <laughs> now I didn't like it after Ozzy. Oh no, that's just completely mismatched. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just freaking weird. So but anyway, Ozzy. no, we got off track. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's all right though. That's, oh, these are makes... cool stories. I yeah, love I love this stuff. these stories. These are this is interesting well, that's what happens shit. when I smoke marijuana, bro. This is interesting <laughs> shit. I could hear the shit for hours. It is. I don't get the experience um, concerts. Like I don't that. have anything good as holding, you know, Dave Lombardo's bass drum. But uh, what is what is like a weird story? You have like a weird story with all I the just, bands that you've been in. Any weird stories I could think of? Nothing. It just kind of, you know, what? Sometimes it's just a matter of like something's got to like chime in for me to dig. Right, well, one weird thing, then I could maybe I'll ask you because uh, I was doing some research on you. Uh, obviously, on the first album, you have a different name. Why did you change your name? On uh, you know from the next album on, um, <laughs> <laughs> or do you not want to talk? I, about did, I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> so, um, it's it's really simple. Um, my name is David White. I was born David White. My father's name is Robert White, um, but he didn't raise me. My mom remarried uh, Jim Godfrey when I was about four years old, and he basically raised me and. Um, we had a tumultuous relationship, basically, mm. um, you know, but uh, when I started school, my mom signed me up as David Godfrey. And I was standing right there when she said my name and I was like, uh, no, I'm David White. And she looked at me and went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be quiet. Because <laughs> it was 1969 or whatever it was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I just went with it. I mean, he was my dad, you know what I mean? So it was whatever. It's yeah. that's, but, um, but like I said, I had that, I didn't have a great relationship with my stepfather, especially when I got older. Mm. Um, it was kind of in and out. And we left on good terms when he passed away. It was, we were all, we were okay. But, um, he gave me a lot of good stuff. You know, he, he kept me out of trouble for the most part because I, I lived in fucking fear. <laughs> you <All know>? right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was, I, I, I think, uh, I always was interested in music, but I think that it, it probably, you know, had something to do with my drive to mm -hmm. be successful and, and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The that, that kind of pressure. But um, but anyway, when I was old enough, I I think it was 18 or whatever. I was like, I'm changing my name back to white, you know, all my ID and all that stuff. But I'd already been playing in a band for a long time. Right. And so when we did, finally did the album, 
I was going to put white and every, and the guys were like, but everybody knows you as Godfrey. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, but, and they're like, yeah, you can change it next one, you know? And I <laughs> fucking stupidly listened to them. I should have told them to fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, everybody knows you as Godfrey. It's like, well, that, you know, in my immediate, like, Right, what? I was going to say, and those yeah, people that know you. If you're going to put it as white on the next album, why the fuck would you not put it as white on I this know, album? you know. Yeah, exactly. I'd like, no, I wish you were I had a better right. story. It's not really a great story. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all white now. But it, what's funny about that, though, is that we've done shows, and Lee's done shows with, like, Dead Croups or whatever, and people have asked a question, and then, like, there's been like signs where it said, you know, rest in peace, Dave, Dave Godfrey. Because <laughs> people thought I died. And, and, and I've heard people say, yeah, I, you know, I, I, Heathen's great, you know, but I, I definitely like Dave Godfrey better. <laughs> I'm well, like, it, Fuck you. Yeah, he died and they got a vocalist who sounded exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got no hair. Yeah. Hey, what happened to the hair? Yeah, the same thing as you. Yeah, good. I, I'm glad you came on here because now I'm not the only one on here that's bold, so it well, makes you me look feel good. better. It looks good. You're a handsome man. Yeah, thank you. you thank luckily, you got a good Thanks. shaped head. I know, right? I was afraid of doing it because, yeah. you know, just, you never know what's under there when you have yeah, hair. His head is a more reliable mirror than the self-cam in the corner. <laughs> you dick. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you could be my brother. I know. I just have to grow a beard. Yeah, We'd well, be yeah. identical. I'm getting, uh, I just started this for Movember. Oh, okay. Yeah. So get going, cracking. This guy's got it going on, but you guys, uh, you know, get busy. Yeah. I don't even know oh, if you can grow a beard. I don't think you can grow a beard. That's not my beard. thing. He ain't old enough. I could, beard. but it would be pretty <laughs> shitty. You got a couple little on your chin? I'd look like Max Cavalera. I wouldn't be good. I don't even think it's bullstrapped yet, so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Max from, like, Chaos AD, where he's like, yeah, no, it, it looks <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> I got a funny story about Max. Oh, everybody oh, really? does. I want to hear yours. Well, this one it's actually not oh, funny. Oh. But it's but it's uh but it's fucking uh classic. Uh, and um it's just it got a little insane. Um <laughs> anyway, when we did the tour with them in 91, um I don't remember if his teeth were broken in the front in the beginning of the tour, but at some point on the tour, he had his teeth fixed because they were always getting chipped when he's on the microphone, right? Mm. He gets on there and back in the day when they're playing small places, he, a couple, you know, fans like knocked the microphone into, you know, and hit him and chipped his fucking teeth on the tip, you know? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we were in Europe and uh, he had him fixed and he had, yeah, they were all nice and everything. He was all happy for about three days and then uh, they were on, I was backstage in our dressing room and I heard a smash, oh. a smashing sound. And it's like, what the fuck was that? And I went out and there's like a sink and there's a mirror mm. in the hallway and nobody was around, but it was, the fucking mirror was smashed and there was a little bit of blood, but, but it was smashed. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I went in and saw I could hear them in the dressing room and he was in his dressing room. And I went in there. I'm like, what What happened? And he fucking went in. He was pissed because he was up on stage. We were in a, a place where there was no barrier. All right. Barricade. And he fucking, and it happened. 
fucking kids fucking got up, you know, banging around. Fucking this microphone fucking bashed him right in the teeth and broke him again. Oh, my God. And so he went off stage and went in the back and he took one look and he fucking put his head into that fucking mirror. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be pissed, too. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame him there. I was like, dude, you you got to take it easy, man. (laughs) He's no no teeth and then he has a concussion. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what got you into music? It's seven years of new metal. Yeah, right. What got you into music? Like, what was the band that really wanted you, got you into uh, music or, well, or wanting to sing? It, well, well, it's actually, I mean, it started for me uh, when I basically became a conscious little kid. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, really little. Because my sister was playing music. She's older. She's like six years older than me. And that was in the 60s. I was born in 62. Mm. So you got to imagine the kind of music my sister was listening to in, you know, Oakland, California, the Bay area. Right. You know? And so she's listening to Rolling Stones and the Beatles and, and, um, and then at some point, you know, they, uh, they had a, the Beatles cartoon, which I used to watch as a kid. So I remember fucking singing along with those fucking songs, you know what I mean? (laughs) With the cartoon. And then the monkeys had their TV show. And I, and that's when I was like, I know what, you know what I mean? I, I'm going to be a drummer. I, that's what I want to do. And my parents oh, really? got a little drum kit, had a tiger on it and shit. <laughs> I thought I was fucking, I thought I was all that, you know? Yeah. That's where it started for me. And I was like determined. And um, then we, we moved it to the suburbs when my mom got married and went to start going to school and they had a music program. And my brother, older stepbrother was, he was playing the trumpet mm. and he was a couple years older than me. And that trumpet would be laying around. And I was like, I want to fucking learn how to play that fucking thing. <laughs> and I would, you know, play it on the sly. And then he's like, I don't care if you play it. Play it whenever you want. Yeah. And um, he was playing it. He kind of showed me a little bit of stuff. And uh, and then when I was in fourth grade, I took the class. I took the music class. Mm. But I already knew I already could rip on it. So I yeah. excelled in a big way early on. And then my teacher knew I wanted to play drums and she brought in a snare drum like the year later, started teaching me how to read music for that. And um, I played in the, we had only, it was a small school. So there's only a couple people um, in the music program, maybe, maybe seven or eight, something like that. But I made honor band in my fourth and fifth grade, fourth, fifth and sixth grade. So I played with all the kids from all the local schools. There was like two, almost 200 kids oh, wow. who performed. And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. And, uh, <laughs> and, and plus, I was still listening to music and, you know, and stuff. And, but I, I was already listening to, you know, some cool stuff. I mean, I also, I mean, shit, I think when I was in kindergarten or first grade, I, you know, Banana Splits came out. I thought that was cool shit, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no. but, um, but, yeah, I got my first drum set when I was, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade. This kid up the street had a, a drum set for 60 bucks. Wow. And I was okay, like, oh, man, I, he's got it. It's 60 bucks, 60 bucks. That's nothing. They're like, yeah, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> it. So I did. I got a paper out. I delivered the independent. Oh, wow. Nice. Made like 30 bucks a month. If that. I, I don't know. Gosh. And I bought, that, I bought that fucking drum set, you know. Oh, so we held on to it for you. That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a neighborhood kid. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 
So, and, and then I just, in a buddy of mine that I grew up with, well, there's me and Mark, Mark, but before I had the drum set, Mark was living in my neighborhood. He lived two doors down from me, Mark Biederman. And then he moved to a neighboring town that he'd come around from time to time. And uh, one weekend, I think we were about sixth grade or maybe summer six, going into the seventh grade. And uh, I had my drum set over at my our other friend, Alvin Petty. Uh, and he had a, he had a guitar. And I'm like, let's let's fucking jam. You know, I could play some beats, you know. So mm-hmm. we started doing that. And then Biederman came over and he's like, I want to fucking join the band. <laughs> and you don't fucking play an instrument, dude. <laughs> he's like, he goes, I'll, I'll, I'll learn how to play the bass. And we were all, fuck yeah, okay, well, fucking yeah. And we came up with all these fucking crazy names for the band, you know. Yeah. Nothing good, but um, <laughs> uh, we and we started a band. That's cool. So That's and awesome. yeah, that was like basically like sixth, seventh grade, and right. it just grew from there. I I just it, music has just been a part of my life forever. How'd you get from drums to to vocals? Um, well, you know, actually, um, before I was in Blind Illusion, I was playing in another band. Um, well, after I left. What we what became Blind Illusion because Blind Illusion came later, mm. but me and Mark and Alvin started the band and then they when I, after I left maybe a year or so later they came up with the name Blind Illusion and they had a few different people in the band and stuff, but I was playing with other people playing drums, and uh, Mark would come and get me on the weekends um, to go play a party you know there'd be a party somewhere mm-hmm. and his drummer at the time was Brett Hearn was another friend of ours. And he worked at the lion's den. He was a dishwasher, right? He's 16. He had a job. <laughs> and, and so he, but he only worked on the weekends because he went to school. Yeah. Right. So Mark's like, fuck, you know, I can't get Brett to go jam, but these guys want to pay us, you know, or they want to, you know, give us, pay us some beer, or pay us some weed, whatever. Um, <laughs> we got a big bag of black beauties one time. It's like, what are we going to do? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Seriously, though, you know. Um, Sell them, I guess. Well, we didn't do that. But um, but he came, he'd always come and get me. It would happen a lot. And I'd take my drum set and we'd just go jam at the party. And it was great because, you know, there's chicks everywhere and all that fun stuff. It was just, you know, it was like uh, actually amazing (laughs) (laughs) to do. And then, um, but anyway, there was a big, there was a big party going on up in the Oakland Hills one day on a weekend. Mm. And uh, I was hanging, I was dating a girl from Oakland at the time. And uh, anyway, we had met some of the guys that, that out there from, because my dad lived in Oakland and I have sisters and a brother, I have four sisters and a brother that are my half or half and they mm. were living in Oakland. So, and I was at the age where I was like hanging out, I could drive and actually hang out with my dad and get to know him better. And um, so I started meeting some of the kids that would come around because my sisters are all pretty. And so there's going to be always dudes around, you know, <laughs> pretty girls bring more pretty girls. Um, exactly. But I met a lot of the, you know, musicians from over there. And mm-hmm. anyway, there was a big party up at the, uh, the Oakland Sequoia arena. It was the Kager party on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we got word, you know, it's a big free for all jam, bring your guitar, you know, and come because there's amps and there's drums here. Just come. So we fucking went up there and I played drums with a bunch of different people and, you know, partied, have fun. And then um, they wanted to do Iron Man. It was towards the end of the day. Everybody's pretty drunk. And they were like, who knows how to, you know, who knows the lyrics to Iron Man? And I'm like, I do. 
<laughs> and I get up and I sang, I sang in front of about 250 people. Wow. And I was like, uh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was yeah. a trip. But right. I was just drunk enough where I wasn't like nervous. I just fucking seized the moment. Right. You know, and um, and then we, a little bit later on, you know, we had a party. Me and Mark jammed at a party. And afterwards, we talked about it. About, you know, because they needed a singer. Mm. And like, you know, sure, let's do it. Wow. You know. And, just and, like and, that. and well, and then I had to learn how to do it because I did. I sucked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I think I had good intentions. Right. But, no, we uh, all definitely suck at the start. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Not everybody. Once in a while, you'll, you know, be somebody that's just like, holy shit. Yeah. Someone who's that? just wired with perfect pitch. But yeah, that does not happen often. No, no. But, uh, you know, it's. It's a trip. I, you know, I actually, once I started singing for Blind Illusion, drums kind of took a back seat mm. and I got rusty over the years. And it wasn't until I was in Heathen for a few years where I actually even started learning how to play guitar. And then I was like, I, I want to, you know, get a drum set and start, you know, getting back into shape and doing it again, you know? And then I actually joined a band on the side and, um, uh, what was the name of the band? Closer to the, Closer to the real, with Randy Markham uh, and Larry Hatchett, uh, and we started gigging out. And then I remembered what it was like to, you know what I mean? Like you bring all those drums and have to fucking set them all up, and then <laughs> pack them all up and fucking load them up, and everybody else is drinking while you're fucking working. Yeah, you know, because it wasn't. I was not going to have a roadie to do. You know, <laughs> right. and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> What size kit did you have? Uh, it was about, it was like a, what is it? Five, one, two. I'm looking at it. Oh. <laughs> can you, I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, a little bitty. Hold on. I got more light. The fuck is the light? You bastard. There, there you go. Uh, one, two, three. But I got extra toms. I didn't have those toms. Yeah. Just the purples. Yeah, not bad. What is that? Is that a pearl? Double kick. And, and I had tons of cymbals. And I still have tons of cymbals, but uh, it was still a bitch. Yeah. I, I, I have an eight-piece kit, and I used to travel, not travel anywhere, but, you know, just like kind of local places around uh, in New York. And uh, yeah, it was a bitch because we play some of these clubs and they'd be like down the stairs and it's I, I'm nobody's gonna help me carry my shit down there and it was just back and forth, back and forth. And then in New York City too, where you got to park on the curb and you got to unload your shit as fast as possible and then go find a spot to park. Oh yeah, believe so that, me. that was always fun. I like that in San Francisco too. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. You know, you know my. Power. Oh yeah, and then San Francisco, it's at like a forty-five <laughs> degree angle. Well, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it just it's a bitch. It's a pain in the ass. I, I remember, I remember having band meetings, you know, like at rehearsal after the gig, mm -hmm. and you know they would sometimes the guys are like, and you need to uh, be able to set up faster or tear down faster. <laughs> and I'm like, kiss my ass, you know, because I, you know, I said I'll tell, you, I'll break it down for you. I said I got all these different pieces of equipment. You guys are jumping up there, throwing your amps up there, dicking with your guitars, and you're in my fucking way. Yeah. Like, yep. 
if you just let me get my kid up there before you get in my way, and then I can detail it while it's up there, then it won't take as long. But if you're right. fucking doing your bullshit, and then they're like, why don't you downsize? I'm like, why don't you get <laughs> Seriously. You well, know? they have like 32 guitar pedals, right? No, but you know, it, no, they actually, they were pretty simple, but that's the thing. Oh, like, okay. like make it a team effort. They would show, they would throw up a, cause we play a, a club. They would just bring a half stack. Uh. So they got their pedal board, but then they just go and they put the half stack up, put the amp up there, plug it in, plug it in, plug it in, check it, cha, 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 cha. And if they're at the, they're at the fucking bar. Yeah, right. And still, still bringing gear up to the up to the stage, you know. And you got to play with your full kit because you bring half your kit, and then you don't have that same feel that you have when you're playing your full kit. You know? Yeah, so, still, it's for. I mean, it was really just the one one rack tom on the top and two floor toms, right? It's not. I mean, it was more just with the symbols. It's just a lot of pieces. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's. I just. I've just found that it's much nicer just to show up with my microphone and. Right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, we've that been getting is. to like pit crew levels of drum assembly speed. It's Yeah. Well, I had a when I first played with that band, a friend of mine was he helped me for a few shows. Mm. Yeah. And that was great. But when yeah. he when he couldn't help me, that's when it sucked. Yeah, we set up <laughs> and tear down as a band just to avoid all that shit. That's really cool. Like, that's the way it should be. Yeah, we just want to get to fucking you know, I play. I been Used of, of of LSD, lead singer's disease, oh. and that's oh. and it, it's total bullshit because I always help out, but yeah. people give me shit anyway. <laughs> but I I do I I believe it you know and when we have when you have, when you have a group, what's that a drummer's not an idiot but I make fucking jokes about it all the time as well. <laughs> See, because you know well drummer uh, yeah, you hit things. <laughs> Hey, they're the timekeeper. You got to be nice to them. I know. Yeah. You know? And if he's too, like out there, then he's probably not going to keep time. Right. No, yeah, he's, so, he's fine. Yeah, keep fucking with him. Good idea. Sorry. <laughs> keep yeah. Him, yeah. yeah. You're saying. Yeah. So, uh, so now, that, now that I know you play drums, now you've you got some guitars there too. Do you come up with the drums and guitar parts on the Heathen albums? Uh, have you heard Cragen and Lee play? Oh, now, yeah, yeah. Well, so you don't you don't bother hey, giving yeah, them no. any ideas? <laughs> I, exactly. I, but I can play. Well, I know but, they play, but do you, no, do you bring play. the ideas to them and then they make it better? <laughs> uh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, over the years, I mean, I've come up with stuff, you know. But they come; they're the riff meisters. Those guys are sick, and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't feel the need. I, I I've been working on some riffs for this new record. Mm-hmm. See if if they'll take take a little piece of that here and there. We'll see. Maybe. But I you know usually concentrate on the vocals. That's my job. And you know all the other records except for this one, I wrote most of the lyrics and all that. So you know my the vision that I've had for the for the other records. Cragen um, clearly had a vision for this record, and we all yielded. And you know once it was ready to go, and because of circumstances where we. You know, those guys were on tour and we all kind of live in different places and everything. Um, we weren't really together to write a record together. Yeah. You know? And so. so you, you sent all the, like, the files to each other on, like, uh, through online and stuff? Is that yeah. how you did the album? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's how we worked on it. That's how we did our homework. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we just, you just got to be prepared. Yeah. You know, I had, um, I had a week at the end of October mm-hmm. and a week at the end of November. Actually, and it was five days. It wasn't even a full week. Mm-hmm. But those were the two weeks that I had to get everything accomplished. Wow. So, and I split the time the first week with Jason when he did his bass tracks. He did the his bass tracks. He, he's a kind of an early riser. Mm-hmm. And um, Zeus is not, but at least... <laughs> He's ready to go by noon, you know, 12, 12, 30. But I'm already, I've already ran a, a couple miles by that time and I'm working. It was, it was actually awesome. We, we stayed at his studio. It's like his house studio. And um, we were able to, you know, have rooms to, you know, have our own private, you know, areas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were down, down in the, the depths of hell recording. And I was upstairs just going over shit, you know. And just so that when I come in, I was just ready, ready to go, make yeah. the most every every bit of time. Yeah. Now, did you have the lyrics written already before the music, or did you do the lyrics after the music? Well, like I said, Cragen wrote the entire record, and he it was a work in progress. There was a few songs that he submitted, and we were like, yeah, mm-hmm, and he rewrote mm-hmm. songs. And then you know we went over uh, when I got the stuff to work on. There was just little things in the arrangements, mm-hmm. even like ends of some of the lines of how, cause he sang on his demo. No, oh. he did he even like did harmonies and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to do all that, but, but it's nice. it was a great roadmap. Craigan is like the most organized guy I know. Wow. You know what I mean? That's... It was, and he was very efficient. He was basically like co-producing the record, you know, cause it's his baby and he had his spreadsheet on his laptop. That sounds oh. exactly like my guitar player. Oh really? That's yeah. good. Gotta keep him around. I'm yeah, I'm serious. It was nice great. Spot. But but it was it would just made it you know to where we just I just went over stuff and then uh, smooth things out and and sang them the way I would sing them you know more so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, sec- the second week when I came back in November, Lee came with me and that's when he came and did his guitars. Mm. And he's not an early riser, so I was the early. <laughs> then. Uh, he left a day early. Um, Exodus was playing a festival in Mexico. And so he had to leave early. Uh, I had all of that Friday. That last, it was Friday and we were flying out Saturday. And Friday, I had the entire day to finish every detail of the of the vocals. Oh, and it was basically, I think I finished a song and then it was all harmonies and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah you know, overdubs. Um, and then I think we were getting into the late hours. Um, I sang all day. I, we stopped twice for food. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever sang that many hours like wow. that. Wow. And, that. And I actually got stronger as the, as it, the night went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got close, we were getting close. And I, I looked at Craig and Zeus was going to drive us to the airport, mm-hmm. you know, in the morning. Yeah. And it was looking like he wasn't going to get much sleep. <laughs> I told Craig and I said, we're not, we're not fucking, we're not leaving. We're not, you know, we're not going to sleep or we're not, you know, until we're done. Yeah. Finished. And I said, we'll, we'll take a, an Uber, you know? So we told him, we'll take an Uber. You don't have to drive us. But let, and I think I, I finished at 
I think I finished at two in the morning. Wow. At, what's that? Yeah, that's that's awesome. But they but it wasn't done yet. They I finished at two, and there was they wanted to do more of the backup vocals on some things. Ugh. You know the shouty type stuff. Right. Uh, Zeus. They set up a microphone in the middle, and Zeus and Craig and I was up taking a shower, and packing my shit. And they knocked out in an hour. They knocked out the rest of the like backup vocal, like you know, barking stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and we got the fuck out, and we got the fucking weirdest Uber driver. <laughs> Why is that? Well, he was he was talking about all this stuff. And yeah, I don't really, you know, I just I took the job, you know, so I could meet people. My therapist told me, you know, oh my god, <laughs> like oh shit. And he was driving. I remember we get close to the airport, and I'm like. Uh, did he just miss our exit, man? Oh, no. <laughs> and, of course, I'd been up all night. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I'm, like, not in the right mind. I'm like, this guy, oh, shit. <laughs> I hear that Henry Rollins, Eric the Pilot story. Uh, what's that? Kid- you ever hear that story Henry Rollins told where he gets kidnapped by a fan who poses as a pilot? And no. Then, oh, he flies him into the middle of a small airfield in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. Oh shit. Yeah, it's fucking hysterical. That's that's exactly what I thought that story was going. <laughs> Luckily it turned out okay. We didn't have that's, to Yeah. I, I would I wouldn't have let anything happen. There was two of us and one of him. Oh yeah. But so. it still, it still was like, uh what? <laughs> like, okay, please stop talking now. Does this end with thrash vocalist head found in river? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We made it back. You know, it was all good. Um, and then, you know, Zeus mixed everything. And we just, and that's the first time, that's the first time that we haven't been there for our mix. Mm. You know, well, not, actually, that's not true. Montrose mixed our first record, Breaking the oh, Sun. Really? He mixed oh. it, he mixed it with his engineer without us he didn't want us there and we thought that was kind of strange Mm. and then when we then we went in to have a listening party with him uh we realized that we needed to be there (laughs) 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 so we had to we mixed it again we never ever you know would always want to be there for the mix and um but we trusted zeus would do a great job and he basically had a lot of it even when we're in there tracking he'd already done so much work to bring up the mixes as it was mm. that we knew we were in good hands the whole you know what i mean yeah just incredible yeah, no, the album sounds really awesome it's just it's a really great sounding album and every song on it i'm, I'm trying to like to pick a song that i like really like oh actually the the more that ballad type song I can't remember the name off the top of my head i think it's shrine of apathy that's more of a ballady type yeah yeah then that that's the song that's my i think that's my favorite song off the album but every song on this album it's just there's one good song right after the other oh yeah it's the harmony is hard to... fantastic what's that the harmony is fucking awesome oh thank I love you it. yeah yeah a lot of a lot of melodic vocal on your part a lot of melodic vocals and i love those gang vocals that they throw in there too and all that stuff is really cool i love everything on this album the guitar uh, guitar playing is awesome yeah oh, a lot of well, great stuff well, Jim, uh, Jim D, uh, Maria, he's he's from New City, and okay. he's a he's a friend of ours. He played in Generation Kill, and he, he actually teched for Tom Hunting in Exodus, and that's how oh. Lee, Lee met him. And he was good friends with uh, with Rob, oh, and okay. so um, and I met him because he teched for us. We took Generation Kill 
on our last European tour. And that's how I got to know Jim. And I saw him slamming. I saw I, we did the boat cruise, the seventy thousand tons of metal. Oh, I want okay. on one of those. He played with the band called Whiplash. They're from. They're. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I love Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jersey. Oh, they're Jersey. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Um, <laughs> no free but, Tonys anymore. What's that? The band used to be all Tonys. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah everybody in the band used to be Tony. named Tony. That's how New Jersey it is. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> hey, don't kid, mock I, my people. Um, why can't I change my name? Hey, again? don't mock my people. Tony, <laughs> come on. But I, you know, but I saw him play drums, and it was more, more like I always thought he was more of like a straightforward, more you know, more hardcore drummer. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And and I love the guy, but I wasn't sure if how he was going to play heathen stuff. Mm. And um, I, I when I came to when I went to Massachusetts to record, I got to hear the you know the drum tracks and everything. Yeah. I was completely blown away. Yeah, he, yeah, he and does an excellent job. Technical as fuck. Yeah, yeah, he did a great job. Well, now, so, yeah. Uh, so now you released the album, but you released it during a pandemic. Did you guys think of like holding it back, like after we ever got out of this pandemic? Or well, how how fucking metal is that? Yeah. We've been all of us have been writing about this pandemic and you know the end of the world and fucking the disease and fucking <laughs> everything's fucked and now we're living it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we didn't. You know, of course, we didn't know. And the record was supposed to come out in June. Okay. If every if everything would have gone as planned and no pandemic, mm. uh, the end of April we would have went to Europe. We would have rehearsed as a band for the first time mm. for four or five days in Germany and then played Keep It True and started our tour for five weeks in Europe. And then we'd come home for or take a break for a week or two. I think it was two weeks. And then uh, June 19th, the, the album was going to drop and we were going to play Grass Pop in Belgium on that day. And that oh, was so the second leg of the European tour for another five weeks. And then we we're going to come home and uh, then we we're going to go to South America for a week. And then we we're going to play a festival with Testament and Exodus in Japan. Wow. That's wow. as far as that's, that's as far as we had planned huh. at that point. Um, the pandemic hit. And partly, I think that's why they held the record back. But also the factory where they where they make all the product, right. the CDs and, and the LPs, you know, all the vinyl and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were affected by the by COVID. You know, people wow. were locking down. Yeah. You know, and so it took a minute, but I think it was it was beneficial for us to to have a little pause. Yeah. You know, as far as as far as a release date, and it gave us a chance to put out. Um, you know, we got the lyric video that came out, and then the video that the animated video that came out on the on the drop date. Yeah. So it, you know, it it we did as best as we could. Right. Uh, bad situation for sure. If you yeah. deliver something by close to the original launch date, it's at least you know, like we have something out for you. This is what the new record sounds like. I get what you're talking about, right? Um, I mean, we probably would have still done that, but it, and it would have just been maybe in May, right? But we were going to go out that first, the first beginning, you know, the first leg of the tour, yeah, with not with, with not even with the record. We'd have we would have a single out. Oh, okay. Which actually would have been awesome because then we only would have had to play 
maybe one song or two songs from the new record mm. and then really push the, the evolution of chaos stuff and then some of the old stuff you right. know and then when we come back on the second leg have a completely different set with all you know with new shit and yeah. you know just a new vibe and we'd be and we'd be tight oh, yeah. <laughs> right. first, that first you know couple of weeks of that tour you know in the beginning would be you know we'd be a little loose but yeah. You know, you start getting your groove after about, you know, 10, 15 shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Especially after a break like you guys have had. What's that? Especially after a break like you guys have had. Oh, yeah. God. I was chomping at the bit, dude. I, I went to see Kissed in... Oh, God. What was it? Uh, March? March. March or February, maybe fe- in the end of February or March or something like that. Farewell tour. Mm-hmm. Brother had tickets and he... And, COVID had already hit, but it wasn't rampant yet. Yeah. Uh, and we, but we knew, and of course the press, we did, it was kind of like, yeah, we only got a few cases, blah, blah, blah. But it was still a concern. People weren't wearing masks or anything like that yet. So we were a little bit hesitant to go to the show. Um, but a buddy of mine, he's big guy. He's had a bunch of surgeries. Um, he had, access to the area where they do you know the wheelchair access mm-hmm. which is in this on the side in the middle and and it was in a killer spot oh, uh, he's not in a wheelchair he's like on these crutches but he has so he has to have a lot of space mm. and he just said come down we had tickets like down below he called he i talked to him he said just come find me and we hung out with him and his son we had all kinds of space and um but but it was on our minds the, the pandemic or it wasn't a pandemic yet, but yeah. the virus was on our minds. And, uh, but anyway, um, at that moment though, I mean, I was looking so forward to leaving and go on tour in a month and, um, kiss came out. The guy's like, you, Hey, you know, you wanted the best. You got the best kiss and all the fireworks and bombs and shit blew up. And I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, because I was excited for Kiss, but yeah. more so that I knew that I this summer I'm going to get to do it every night. I'm going right, to yeah. go out and rock, and and it was an overwhelming feeling. And I I still have that, you know what I mean? I could still go there, right? But then I kind of get bummed out after because I'm like, fuck, yeah, what happened? That happens when I'm watching live videos now. It's like, ah, uh, I just want to be back in the pit or on stage or, you know. Yeah. When was yeah. when was the last when was that last time you were on stage? Well, actually, it was after Kiss. Um, there's a band. Have you guys ever heard of the band Anvil Chorus? Oh, Anvil Chorus. Yeah, yeah, I've heard them. Yeah. Uh, Anvil Chorus is a Bay Area band. They they were around back when when the whole Bay Area scene was just beginning, and actually, Blind Illusion had just, we had just broken up because we were frustrated. We couldn't get a club show. We were just playing parties and parks and there was a lot of inner fighting and stuff. And, uh, I went to go see Exodus at, for a metal Monday at the old Waldorf and, and Amble chorus was the headliner mm. and, that, and they were fucking badass. They're mm. you know, more progressive. They weren't yeah. like, thr- they weren't thrashy metal, you know, Exodus was, <laughs> yeah, of but, uh, but anyway, uh, they have a long history and their singer, Aaron Zimple, is a friend of mine, um, got cancer in his arm last year. And they had to, it was so bad into his shoulder, they had to amputate his arm. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Yeah, and um, so Thane, the guitar player, who's a good friend of mine, wanted to do a benefit show, raise some money for him. You know, mm. um, so he asked me if I would learn learn the material and do the gig, and I was like, hell yeah! yeah. And and then it then it turned into a memorial because he ended up having a stroke oh, and wow. he died oh. after the surgery. That sucks. Yeah, and so it took. It was a lot of weird, crazy shit to plan the show. Mm. But the weekend, right before they sheltered and placed in California in the Bay Area or whatever, that it was a, I think it was a Thursday night show. And it was like one of the last shows in the Bay Area. Wow. A beautiful show. It was, it was a very beautiful night. Mordred played with us and a band called Hell opened the show. What was that band that cut out? What's that? Oh, can't tell. Can tell. Oh, okay. Or can't tell. Okay. Hey, what's that chick look like? I don't know. I'm blind. I can't tell. <laughs> that's what. That's that's a true story. There's Randy. Randy, who's the lead singer. Yeah. He's legally blind. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. He he can. He has peripheral vision. <laughs> and they were, they were trying to come up with a name for the band, and they were somewhere in this chick was walking up or something he's like hey what's that chick look like he's like what the fuck i'm fucking blind i can't tell <laughs> not, not a bad name though no, I, mean, it works. I love it but mordred yeah mordred played and 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 i'll never forget i was watching them from the little balcony in the backstage and i was watching the show and and scott holderby he said you know to the crowd and it's like the crowd was there was a lot of fans, but there was a lot of friends and family at that show. Yeah, because of, because of the type of show. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was very intimate, and Scott looked at the crowd, and he was just like, you know, you know, take this, take this in, take this in now, because uh, this may be the last show you see for a while. Yeah. And I and I I'll never forget it. I was like, fuck. And I reiterated that, you know, uh, when we were on, because mm. it, it was so prevalent, and and. We're still there. That was yeah. the last time. That was the last time. Wow. You know, and then I moved to Florida. I mean, you know, I'm here in Florida now. My in-laws are here. My wife's actually from New York. And, you know, she came down and lived here for a while when she went to college. And her parents loved it. They came down to visit her a few times and they loved it. Mm. And they wanted to get out of the fucking cold. So they moved <laughs> <Yeah>. to Florida. <laughs> are you being uh, hit with a hurricane right now? No, it's on the Gulf side. Okay. I'm on the Pacific. I mean, on the Atlantic side. All right. So we get we're we're actually right adjacent or whatever from Cape Canaveral. Okay. So it's far away. Oh, okay. It's it's like a, it's it's uh forget how many miles away. It's not too <coughs> far, you know, but it's we're in the right uh jet stream as huh. they are. So we benefit from that cuz they built it knowing you know how they wanted the atmosphere and the pressure and the weather to be so they could launch rockets for a long, long time to come. Yeah. So, but we do get, they do get hit here. We've been lucky this summer, but they've had a few rip through here. You know? Yeah. Well, hopefully there's no close calls. No, but I was going to say that I, you know, I came out here and where we live, there's, there's, uh, we're between the beach, the ocean and the intercoastal, you know, the river. Right. Right. Um, and there are harbor restaurant bars that have live music up okay. and all through my neighborhood, all the way down. 
there's, yeah, like yeah. Four, there's three, four spots on the river, and then there's one right next to me up up the road, um, and then one down the street, and they are they're not stopping. Yeah, but it's yeah. just but it's just cover bands, right? Uh, you know, yeah. in Florida, they're like, yeah, I ain't wearing no mask. <laughs> no, of course not. They gotta I'm, go and sit. And I'm not to going, a bad cover of Jimmy Buffett. What's that? Said so they gotta go sit and listen to the bad covers of Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. It's worth it, right? I, I I hear him from time to time, but you know what? the The place that's by me, it's called Jerry's, and they sell pizza. And they got an outside, you know, area for the for the music, and it's covered little stage. Mm-hmm. And he gets really good groups in there. And I'll, I go by, I, I walk my dog, and I'll go stand by there. And I took my dog in the other night because the band was so good. I was like. I have to fucking see what's going on. And mm. I went on the side and I was away from people, but my dog, when, when it started raining, so, uh, you know, when this guy was soloing, which was totally cool. Like he started ripping yeah. a solo. He ripped a good solo and, and started sprinkling rain and there's rain. And then they, they finished the song and they we're going to take a break. And I'm like, dude, you made it rain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my dog, I, I went to leave, you know, cause getting yeah. rain and he didn't want to leave. Oh, wow. He's he's ten and they he's must love ten, the music. Yeah, he's ten years old, and he, late the last month, when I take him on walks, if he he's like, I want to go to the beach. If I if I try to go a different way or take a shortcut and to come back, because maybe yeah. I have to, do, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have like, a life. <laughs> I no, I, he's like, no, Dad, I got to go to the beach. I'm going that way, and he, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He like digs in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, I and I don't like to have to grab him like that, but I'm like, you need to come with me now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, but it's it's hard. Like, I want to go hang out and have a beer and, and listen to live music too. I, I'm a fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. There's no metal down here. Yeah. Really? Not, I mean, there is not here in, in Florida. There is. I mean, there's some great metal bands. You know. Right, but not not playing. Not, yeah, not playing anything. You know, I mean, like I said, these are all cover bands. So I'm yeah. hearing, but I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of Skinner. <clears throat> of course, <laughs> you know. I, what's that song? Oh God, Freebird. Uh, you know that song? Green eyed lady. Oh, yeah. Green eyed lady by Sugarloaf. Yeah, that's right. This band was killing it. It was a couple of weeks ago. I went. Over, I had to stop. I went and just like stayed by the fence. That's awesome. It was awesome. The bass player was sick. Yeah. Just spot on. And nobody does that song. Right. Well, that's cool. That you know something's going on. You know, but it yeah. looks like it's going to come to an end soon. I, who knows? Everybody keeps. Yeah, I hear. Yeah. I hear of shutting downs again. They're going to happen. So. Oh. You got to just yeah. kill it. Yeah. Well, they got. They. 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 The one company's, you know, claiming they got 90%, uh, you know, positive results with their, with their vaccine. And then they're, they just passed, uh, the FDA just passed a, some kind of drug that's uh, a therapy. Yeah. You know, so I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, she's on camera. Hey, you're, <laughs> I'm hey, not editing that. Pulls back. <laughs> All right, back to Heathen, uh, and, and we'll finish this up. Um, do you plan on making a new album sooner this time now, or what are you guys going to do? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you have time. Nobody's doing anything. 
Right. No, that's the that's actually the plan. Um, we but we have a lot of things going on. Hmm. Um, we recorded a live album in, in Greece okay. uh, years ago, and uh, we had it. We hired a truck to come and record it, and um, we cleaned it up, and we just uh, what's his name? Zeus has it now. Um, he's going to begin mixing it. Okay. And the labels awesome. now the labels behind it now that we have the new record and and it's done the new record's done well. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, which is a nice feeling. Yeah, that's cool. um, and then uh, we're going to record some stuff, maybe some covers and maybe a new song, but we're going to do something soon, you know, just some songs that we like, you know, just to yeah. rip something out. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're going to be while we're writing the new record. And then uh, so we'll have the live album. And then we're working out a licensing deal to put out um, re-release Victims. Awesome. Oh, cool. It's out of print, and we have a lot of fans that that want to actually hold the 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 vinyl and or the CD in their hand. Thank you, thank you for thinking of us. I have the middle mind uh, reissue. Like, dear God, can forced entry follow your example, please? Oh no, shit. Yeah. God. Well, I you know, remember when Metal Mind did those reissues of the Heathen Records. Oh, there were people in line at the local store to get Victims of Deception the day that it came out. And you know what? We didn't get a damn nickel. Yeah, I heard. Really? Yeah, <laughs> Metal Mind does not pay the people. The you know, no, but you know what? Well, I mean, you know, I really don't care. I really don't care as long as it gets out. We actually, when we put the band back together, um. Before we did the, you know, Evolution of Chaos, it was, I think it was around 2003 or so. For, we, we started, we like put together a website, mm-hmm. you know, to get things going. And it was a Canadian, like, company that did the website for us. And we put Breaking the Silence and Victims of Deception on our website for free download. Oh, wow. Which is, oh. we're not supposed to do that, yeah. but we did it. And their server That's couldn't awesome. handle it. We crashed their site. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, people, it was so funny. You know, like, they, we'd get emails, and they thank you very much for the free downloads. <laughs> <laughs> people as far as Russia, Czechoslovakia, I mean, everybody was getting it. They're like, fuck, it's, it's there. Let's get it. It's and just sign sincerely come to Brazil. What's that? It's just signed sincerely come to Brazil. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of that. That's for sure. And we, we almost we're going to go. I sh- should have went in September, but that would have been our first time. Right. But yeah, but oh. it, when we did go out, we went out in, in 2005 with the recovered thing finished that we put out ourselves. And because we put that those two records out on free download, mm. uh, it generated some energy. And even fans helped us out on the road and we jumped on. Uh, nuclear assault was out on tour. Oh, sweet! Or, or they oh. Were go out, and we hooked, talked to them, and we hooked up with them for about, I think, like twelve dates. That would be an awesome fucking okay, show. I show. love nuclear assault. Me too. They're fucking great guys, and you know that they did us a, a huge solid for sure. You know, I hope that someday we can actually return that favor if they're yeah. if they're willing to get out and go. You know. Yeah, a lot of you guys have more mainstream metal attention in South America than here, and that always shocks me. Like, Hyrax is really big in Mexico for some big reason, for some fucking reason. Well, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, especially like, like Germany's our biggest market. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. 
they really love like, like the heathen style of music. It's just, like, you know. Creator charts there. I mean, really. Well, we charted there. This record. Yeah, exactly. We I saw that. 23. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice That's job. Cool. That's awesome, actually. Yeah, we charted here in the States, too. I think we came in at 79 in the the album charts. For Oh, cool. Yeah. That's not bad for here. That's no. really cool. Because yeah, everybody says metal's dead. Well, yeah, fuck not, them. They yeah. don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, we yeah we just came we just went back on Amazon in the top ten for best selling albums. We were we were number one best selling uh, metal album when the record came out for a couple of weeks, and we nice. were number two overall behind Nirvana. What? <laughs> Whatever that. <laughs> so you were number one, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So you were number one, is what you were saying. Well, yeah, I mean, because Nirvana, it was like, it was like, never mind. It's still. I like Nirvana, but it's not metal. No, no, but you know, for us to get back in the top ten is, you know, is is nice. So yeah, it's awesome. Oh yeah, but records they used to be anymore. So I mean, there's a whole swath of people like me that are just crazy and waiting to see just the old guard, you guys. The old guard of metal. Well, like, yeah. you know, we're we're here to teach, right? <laughs> At this point, so you got to kick ass too, dude. Oh yeah, guys, because you know what, you got to keep it alive. Hey, Municipal Waste taught me that. It's like I never. I've heard very few bands just make thrash sound easier. <laughs> yeah, well, it just oozes out. Well, um, yeah. That's because we've been doing it forever. Yeah, but it's like people our age can still make good music, and I like Absolutely that. Absolutely, you can. I, I mean, love it. I mean, we used to we back in the old heathen days. We used to practice. Lee was the slave driver, man. He'd make us practice six days a week if he could. <laughs> you know, I go, dude, but it's Christmas. What well, sounds familiar? No Christmas. He's like, this is before. We <laughs> oh yeah, he's before from we Soviet did a, Russia. Before we did a record, right? Mm. He's like, do you want to get signed? You want a record deal? <laughs> Fuck Christmas. <laughs> and you know what though? We we gotta deal with it. We gotta deal right. with it the first year. You know? Mm. And they came to us. We didn't even shop our demo yet. We just put it out. We just put it out in the uh, the underground oh, and wow. let the kids listen to it. And it just the word got out. It was a yeah. cool thing that the tape trading back then. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's how Metallica did it. Right. right. That's how every band did. That's how it goes now. Huh? That's how it goes now. You just put something out on Bandcamp. It goes similarly. Yeah. You just got to keep it going. Got to keep the flow. And, you know, that's what we're learning now, too, is just the, um, to keep the content going. And, and getting back to your question, we are definitely in the, in the mode of writing the new record. Uh, you know awesome. what I mean? We, we know that this is the time because we don't know how soon all this shit's going to clean up right. where people can safely travel and all that. It could be, it could be another year. Right. Right. I, I hate to fucking say it. It makes me fucking, you know, yeah, my, that, that's what it seems. I know a lot of uh, concerts have already been canceled for next year. So, you know, nobody knows. I know. <clears throat> I know. Silver, silver lining McDonald's delivers now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking everybody delivers. It's the it's the coolest fucking thing ever. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, when it's they dropped that off though, I had just finished smoking the joint when I saw a Mick delivery, I couldn't stop laughing. And the guy staring at me like, 
fuck is wrong with you? Well, you know, they, they should take a page out of Ridgemont High and make the delivery drivers fucking dress up like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, what are you doing? I'm just taking it off. The Ronald McDonald fucking costume is is our, you know, it's our thing. (laughs) That would be crazy fucking seeing a bunch of Ronald McDonald's driving around. That'd be be like that summer where all the fucking clowns are creeping around people's neighborhoods and shit. Yeah, I fucking hate clowns. It would be worse if it was the hamburger because then you think he's stealing your food. Oh, no shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i've was... been a jack-in-the-box taco bell guy when if, when it comes to fast food i was never a mcdonald's guy although they're i love their fries dairy the, queen. The fries are the best that's it i fucking love dairy yeah. queen dairy queen yeah i like dairy queen but only just because the chocolate dip well it's cheap and it's still a good burger wendy's wendy's too wendy's yeah yeah dairy yeah. queen i don't think i eat their food only the ice cream yeah <laughs> They make me hungry now. Um, favorite song off the new album, Empire. Uh, Shrine of Apathy is also my favorite. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Why? It's, it's Why my favorite. Well, because it's, I, I just like the groove of it. Um, and it's for me vocally to sing it. Yeah. Um, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it shows uh, a, a depth in my vocal mm-hmm. ability, I guess. Yeah. I, I got to do a lot of cool work on it. Mm-hmm. you know with all the different harmonies and everything and um i'm super proud of it yeah. you know uh the faster songs you know there's lots of cool stuff in there but it kind of it's just like boom, boom, boom. It's, it's you know to the point where that song can breathe it really breathes and i like that i like songs like that yeah are you gonna make another uh, video for a uh, song off the album um well I, we're looking to doing something for maybe uh all of them oh really yeah, I mean the lyric videos are really not expensive to make, right? Yeah. And it's worth it. It's worth it to get it out and do something cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I I'm pushing to do the uh, something for blood to be let. Okay. Yeah. It's a medieval bloodletting. The medieval barbers. I like that. <laughs> um, there's but there's there's dual meanings in the song. But um, I I had an idea and I called the Red Cross. I want to. I want to do a thing where we promote giving blood. Okay. <laughs> I don't want. Oh, I wanted to be some useless like metalocalypse kind of stuff where it's like all money will be used to just like drain blood bags with like oh, knives geez. and shit. No, come on, we got to do our part. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it'd be funny. I had an idea for a video like like this dude is going to one of those you know the big red bus. They're like you go to your blood, and the guy's not he's not real happy about needles, so. But he's gonna do it, and okay. he's trip, bad tripping, and he goes in, and when he w- opens the door, open the door, and there's like the doctors and the the nurses are like vampires and shit. That's cool. And I like that. And on the beds, and they're like fuck, and he's like no, 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 fuck, and he's just having a bad trip, you know. But then he gives blood, and he comes to after fainting or whatever, you know, and then comes walking out, and he just gave blood, and you walk out, and then the bus and everything, and he's all good. It's all good, man. You were tripping. It was a bad dream. You know, or something like that. And at right. the end, then there's a big, you know, sign or a, 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 a promotional sign from the Red Cross. I like that. Donate your, you know, do, donate, save a life, donate blood today. I like that. That's cool. You know, it's metal, metal saves lives, bro. Oh, yeah. That is true. Um, other question. Uh, a favorite band you have right now? 
Yeah, uh, my question was going to be similar. Like, wow. what three like newer bands would you want to tour with most? Wow. Um, well, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. So, like, uh, some of your favorites from like this whole modern movement. Well, I I really like Dust Bowl. Me too. We took those guys out on yeah. tour with us the last tour, and their new record is fucking awesome. I saw them on their first U.S. tour with Exodus. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, fucking really cool guys, really cool guys. And um, let's see, that's a, that's one. Um, God, I don't know. There's a bunch. What's the what's the band? I'm I'm like spacing out right now. When I was gonna say it was, I thought you guys would do an awesome tour with Enforcer. Enforcer, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a really cool vibe. I think I've heard some of their stuff, but I'm not I'm not that well versed in that. Their logo looks like Agent Steel's. It's pretty recognizable. Uh, okay. Well, we were going to take Potential Threat out. Okay. And and Warcurse. That's another. Oh, yeah, cool. They're, they're a fucking killer band too, but they're also friends of ours. Oh, okay. And Craigan's managing them, and he got them a record deal. I think they're going to do a record with Metal Blade. You ever oh, think Exmortis? Cool. What's that? Ex Mortis. Ex Mortis? Yeah, you ever listen to them? I We played with them at, uh, uh, was it uh, Valken? Oh, okay, cool. I yeah, think those, it was, those are real good. Like Death Metal with the makeup and all that stuff? Is that, or am I thinking uh, something? No, sound not, more, more no, like power metal Mortal. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's immortal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Ex Mortis are an LA thrash band, but they're more like Annihilatory, but with guttural vocals. I'll look. I'll check it. But... Yeah, I think they'd be a real cool vibe with you guys. But I'm glad to know that like guys like you from like the original wave actually listen to the newer bands. Well, we got to you know, I mean, we've got to support it, you know. And that's and what's that's what I really like about like the the streaming services that are out now. As much as I hate them, I also love them very much. Right. <laughs> because it's very convenient. Right. Um, There's a and, lot of good stuff about it, but on the other hand, Lars was kind of right. Oh, he was he was dead on right. I knew he was yeah. right happening. And anytime anybody ever said any shit, I always defended him. Yeah. Always. Because he was trying to he wasn't just trying to protect Metallica. He was trying to protect us all. Right. And he knew you know, he knew. They knew. But right. he knew what it was like for other people to be poor. Yeah. So they were probably still poor at that point. But but it's nice, like, with satellite radio and things like that, where, you know, you have these playlists of bands and they're playing all kinds of stuff. Oh, and if yeah. you just play it, like like with the new album for Heathen, it's on different playlists on Spotify or Deezer or things like that. Um, and so I'll put it on. And just listen to all the different stuff that's on there. There's, you know, you'll hear Anthrax, you'll hear Exodus, you'll hear Sepultura, you know, Testament, that kind of stuff. But there's other bands that you'll hear through that. And it's like, I'm like, who the fuck is that? And I'll yeah. take a look. And I'm like, oh, I have to check that fucking band out. You know? Right. I'm hearing them like Sirius XM a lot of the time. Like they'll have like the classic metal spurts and they'll throw in a couple of really deep cuts and stuff that I actually haven't heard. And oh. I always like hearing that. Well, I like I like the deep cuts with especially with the classic bands of you know just the bands that I've listened to over the years, even Le- like Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, you know, Clear Channel and and the basic radio stations for the last fucking thirty years 
are still playing fucking Stairway to Heaven, uh, rock and roll, uh, and you might hear Immigrant Song, you know, and you once I, I hear this and that. I can do rock and roll. Immigrant Song pisses me off. It's like, I like rock and roll. That's There's too much groove for me to hate that song. No, I, I love them all. But the right. they have so many fucking great songs that, yeah. like, can you just not play that fucking song for at least a couple <laughs> of years? Let me miss it. Right. Yes, I'm the same way with both The Unforgiven and Nothing Else Matters. It's like, we, you could play, like, any goddamn Metallica song on the radio and you pick the one it's like you pick nothing else matters. Are you shitting yeah. me? You could have put Master of Puppets there. Like yeah. what are you doing? That's the same I mean, <laughs> but that's the deal. So now you have these these, you know, channels now with satellite radio and streaming service where you can get anything. All of it. I, I looked up an old Cheech and Chong record that was my favorite awesome. record and I lost I somehow lost the I had, think I had it on eight track oh. back in the day. And it was Los Cochinos. And there's some great skits on there. It's just comedy stuff, you know, skits of Cheech and right. Chong. And, um, and then I thought, it was, I was like, well, I wonder if Spotify has it. And they fucking had it. And I was taking the dog for a walk and listening to the record. I was fucking laughing my ass off. <laughs> yeah. YouTube's got even more than Spotify even has. Cause, oh, like, and they have lots of videos. Crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, fuck. I, you know, friends have played me different stuff uh, oh, yeah. that just like, oh, 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 that's so cool. Yeah, like I, I get to watch all these old live videos from the mid '80s and see what that was actually like. Yeah, yeah a lot of cool shit. All Thanks I to the internet, it's it's got its bad things and its good things. But uh, let's wrap this up and uh, get back to heathen. Um, you can get the new album. <laughs> well, you want to talk about more? Go ahead. You you still got a risotto to get to. Oh man, it's probably cold I, by now. It's cold by now. I fed my wife, and then <laughs> the phone rang, and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta go." I forgot all about it. Probably <laughs> yeah, starving. Hey, that's but, what uh, I get for fucking standing you up almost three, right. time, three times. That's right. I should make this go on for another three hours. I know. <laughs> we'll interview you till you questions. drop. Feed questions. I don't. I don't. We are, we went through enough. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you can always come back. Don't worry. Well, on, yes. no, you know what? It was a pleasure to talk to you. It was, it was like just talking to my friends, and and that was cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. Glad to hear that, show. man. Right but, on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can get the album on heathenthrash.bandcamp.com. And um, I, you guys don't have a website anymore, right? Because most well, people don't anymore. It's Facebook. It's, Facebook, yeah. And it's, uh, what is it uh, called? Victims of Chaos is our fan page. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, go on there and sign. You know, become a member. It doesn't cost anything. I will do. And that that way, you know the latest heathen news. Actually, I just went on Bandcamp. I I I want to get a shirt now because there's a really cool shirt on here, and I wish I would have bought the the uh, bundle with the T-shirt, the CD. Yeah, Yeah, I've actually been at the market for for breaking the silence shirt for a while. We were trying to give some. What, what did you say about breaking the silence? I'm sorry. Oh, I was. I've been in the market for a breaking the silence shirt for a while. I've been looking around on the internet. We have them. Yeah, yeah. it's on there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we it's have them. I'll take a look on Bandcamp. Then. And yeah. good prices. Good prices too. So good stuff. Yeah, yeah. we appreciate it. <laughs> Send so. us money. We need your money. <laughs> that's right. Gladly. And sir. so do we. Buy a Rats Out Review T-shirt, by the way. But that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. 
Thank you. you can, uh, on your band, I'm on the band camp right now. You're on the band camp? Yeah. I did a band camp. I teach music. And one summer I had 12 kids. It whittled down to nine, but I did a band camp for all yeah. my students, man. That's cool. They rocked my house. It was a trip. That's cool. So do you teach music on the side at all? or I do, yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Since I moved, I had more students back in the Bay Area. I work with a lot of kids. I also also a swim teacher. That's oh, really? Cool, that was my day job. I've been teaching. Oh. I was a swimmer. If you live and... close, I'd, I'd have you teach my son because he needs to know how to swim. How old's your son? Four years old. Oh yeah, he needs now. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> the right time. I was a lifeguard, so I kind of saw all that happening in front of me at the pool. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 That's where it began with me. I mean, I was a swimmer before, and then right. I, I took a job as a lifeguard, but it, was, um, it wasn't just like a summer job. It was actually oh. a facility, and uh, I, worked, I worked like a 40-hour week, and I worked on the pool. I worked at the community center, and I also taught lessons. So I was I – had you know, but it all started from just getting my certification as a lifeguard. Right. Right, yeah. and I was on the swim team, and then it was like 25 hours a week as a lifeguard at like the easiest. I worked two and a half years as a lifeguard. I never jumped in the pool once. It was the best fucking job ever. <laughs> you know what? I, it happened at that job. It happened to me twice, and nothing happened. I was there for a few years, you know, right. and indoor uh, facility, and there'd be lap swimming, and they'd have recreation swim and stuff, right. and I would walk this pool. It was a huge pool. And I would walk because I, you know, otherwise I'd fucking yeah. want to. Oh, I get you. Watching everybody as a lifeguard because it's the most boring job ever. Mm. Um, anyway, I bought new Nikes, <laughs> and I, you know, because it's like I'm walking, it's like I needed something, right, right. a little cushion, you know. So I'm walking, and my boss was like, "You really want to wear those new sneakers? You know, what if you have to jump in?" I'm like, "Nothing ever fucking happens." <laughs> and that one day night, the first night this kid jumped off the dime board and he was going down and i just dove in got him out i'm like god damn it and the pool was an old pool so the the chlorine was so acidic oh they god. were they, they started to fall apart it was like a little bit that first you know and then it happened again two days later and I was wearing them again. <laughs> and, and that second one, those shoes were toast in a week after that. Oh, oh that's a bummer. So, anyway. That's crazy. Well, we would love to have you on again. We, I mean, we do other shows. We do like a show that's like an album versus album where we put two albums against each other. Yeah. So if you ever want to join us for that, that would be really cool. And we also do a King Diamond show. I don't know if you're a King Diamond fan. I am. You are a oh. King Diamond fan. Oh, yeah. Um, we could we also love... do a screams from okay. the grave about victims of deception. That's What's true. That we do another show called Screams from the Grave. It's uh, it's basically like we talk about albums that really people haven't talked about in like a long time. Yeah, that's so, cool. Great so, concept. He uh, said he suggested uh, what what album? What album? Victims oh, of deception. Victims, that's right. Yeah. yeah I love well, that you know album. what? Anytime, if if you know, if you ever just invite me, just let me know. Just let me. Yeah. You have you have my number. You know, I have your number. I'm willing to. Fucking get on and bullshit. What else am I fucking doing? <laughs> that's that's right. right. You're basically, right. not making risotto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I always like to talk music. So you know what I mean. Really cool. Well, we're on the newer King Diamond albums. Are you a fan of the newer stuff? Well, I haven't heard the newest stuff. All right. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I'm still working on the stuff that we're doing and I'm in mode of, you know, writing mode now too. Yeah. So I'm playing my drum, I'm playing my guitar, I'm singing, I'm listening to empire a lot and, and the older stuff too, because when this stuff actually clears up, I, I need to always be ready. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, hopefully it's, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Hey, once everything clears up, we would be killed to have you here in Minneapolis. Oh, dude. I, I mean, I just, you, you have no idea. I mean, going through the, after touring as much as we did on the last record and then Cragen basically doing the Exodus thing, they, he was out touring. They're having a great time, right. but there was no heathen. And I wasn't like, I was gigging with, you know, some local friends and stuff here and there. But not when you're on the road. That's different. It's you, you. When you're playing every night, it's just. I mean, that's living. Oh yeah. yeah. You I know, mean, we can kill to see any of you guys from the Bay Area, but it's like heathen. It's. I know a lot of people that really would die to see you guys. Well, we're, including we're, like half of my band. So. Well, cool. Maybe yeah, if they play, die, they won't be able to see anything. Yeah, opening What's, would be awesome. For Christ's <laughs> fucking sake! <laughs> hey, God! Hey, cat videos make it, uh, you know, very big. Give us big yeah, numbers. Yeah, we're gonna go viral. viral. Okay, I'm, so you want to see Cupcake I'm then? In my music room, and the whole time that I've been talking to you guys, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if I can't. I don't know if I can switch this cat. Well, my dog is like sitting. Looks like he's a little piece of like shuffleboard. Yeah, he's just like ah. Uh, what are you talking about, Dad? <laughs> and he's been he wants, hanging with me the whole time. He wants to go to the beach. Well, he went. We I took him earlier. We had a good walk. Well, he wants to go back. He does. I, yeah. You know, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. We hope to have you on again. And please, everybody, go buy the new Heathen album, yes. Empire of the Blind. It yes. is a really awesome album. Yes. One of my oh, picks yeah, for now. album of the year. Please well, thank away. you, thank you guys. Right on, right on for taking the time with me and. Um, like I said, anytime, just message me and yeah. we'll, you know what I mean? I'd love to do some shows. Sure. You know? Okay. Awesome. Sounds but, uh, great, man. All good right. luck with everything. Yep, Don't eat too, too much McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, work on those vocals, dude. Oh, yeah, man. Next time I want you to, you know, show me some shit. I want to see it. I want to hear it. Oh, yeah. Once it drops or if it has dropped and I don't know about it, I'll look up right now. I'll send it to you as soon as I can find it. I'd appreciate it. That'd be awesome. Good luck yeah. with that. Oh, and Good accept my friend so. request on Facebook, by the way, because I sent you a Facebook request, uh, Facebook request like two weeks ago and you still didn't accept it. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because you don't use Facebook. With the, with the election and everything <laughs> that's going on, I haven't really been digging yes. into this thing. I just kind of look at the news and then check like the fan yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm, I've been super busy, but I'll look, I'll look after I get off the phone. All right. That's cool. Right. I think it was that crazy picture, and I was like, who the fuck is that crazy fuck? <laughs> I changed now. It's just me and my son. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, All well, right. Have you, a good night. I'll let you get up, and um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you All very right. much. Right, right, Thanks, David. All right. Bye. Peace. All right, guys. Uh, anything else? No, but that was that went really well. It did. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, I'm cool. glad. I'm glad he wasn't a dick. Well, why would he be? Because he stood us up twice. Oh, so that, I was I was worried that that might be a possibility. No, he's a really cool guy. And I'm glad about that. 
No, everything was cool. Any, anybody hey, that's happens. ever messed something up has actually always been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yep, no, everything worked out. Hey, everybody's busy, you never too. Know, so. You never know with musicians. Yeah. But no, he was good. No, he apologized. Like I said the other day, he apologized, right. you know, up the yin-yang. So I get it. Totally yeah, understand. Yeah, he was really cool. Everything was very cool. But um, I guess that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, we can yeah, record that. Some other... Oh, almost pulled my... How was that? Some other time we could... Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Some other time we could record that um, review for that Mantic Ritual thing, and then... Um, sure. That classic heavy metal show sounds like a lot of fun. Great. Yeah. It's it's just new wave of British heavy metal. We, no, that's we're not look, doing one everything. Of the, well, it's going to be a three-parter. We don't have to record it all at once. Well, these are all things coming up. So can I finish the show before you keep talking? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ratsoundreview.com. Go buy a t-shirt. The link's on the website. There's a bunch of shirts up there. Please buy something. Oh, and I have to give Lou Mavs a shirt, too. Remind me. Remind me. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, go to RadSoundReview.com, Spotify, Stitcher, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, (laughs) and and YouTube and everything else, and subscribe to everything and share it to your friends. And please do not forget to check out the new Major Malfunction song coming out. Fuck, Kill, Destroy. Is that what it's called? Fuck, Kill, Destroy? Yes, it is. Very clever. That's that's the one you've heard, but it's been completely like finished in mastering and shit. Very good. Well, and you have yet, to give it to us so we can attach it to one of these shows. Yeah, once it's uploaded to YouTube, then I'll have something that's actually spreadable amongst the public. Yeah. Sounds great. On that note, see It'll you next time, like everybody. AIDS. What? It'll be just like AIDS, spreadable amongst the public. Yeah. <sighs> See you later, everybody. Have a good one, guys. Peace.